part six of who burnt columbia by augustin t smith this librivox recording is in the public domain part six deposition of general william tecumseh sherman part three question although you knew they were likely to burn columbia you would not restrain them to their ranks even to save it answer no sir i would not have done such a harshness to my soldiers to save the whole town they were men and i was not going to treat them like slaves when the guards were posted they were free to come and go according to the rules of their respective brigades question do you consider that the women and children and foreign subjects resident in columbia were responsible for wade hampton's firing into your camp answer of course not question on your line of march from beaufort to columbia was there not a large destruction of private residences answer it was a very poor country poor land and there was very little private property there i saw very little property destroyed question don't you know that there was a large amount destroyed answer no sir i do not know because i was at the head of the column and none was done there the men and negroes behind with the trains as a rule do more mischief than the heads of columns so that individually i know very little of the destruction done in south carolina all i know is that it was a very poor country and there were very mean houses along the line question did you enter winsboro answer i did general slocum can bear testimony that the rebels fired that town before we got into it his column entered it first objected to by mr walker i passed into the town and then turned and slept out in the field myself i did not go into the houses question you know nothing then of your own knowledge concerning the destruction of any property in winsboro answer no sir the orders to burn cotton however were still in existence question any soldier setting fire to cotton could be regarded as acting in accordance with the general order answer no soldier could burn cotton of his own volition question if cotton had been destroyed within the vicinity of winsboro by any party under the command of an officer it would have been right under the authority of the united states answer yes sir question do you know anything about camden south carolina answer no sir i did not go there courses division seventeenth corps i think it was that went there question if cotton had been destroyed in camden south carolina would it not have been under the authority of the united states answer yes sir question while on that march i mean answer certainly question if property had been destroyed at chirau would it not answer yes sir we destroyed an arsenal and found a great deal of ammunition that had been sent up there from charleston by the way we lost some men there by the explosion of powder question i understand you then if the united states soldiers under an officer seized or destroyed cotton on the line of this march if the commissioners should decide that it was not an act of war the united states government are responsible for it answer i will assume the responsibility of it and the united states can do what they please about it i am not the united states by a great deal question did you authorize the burning of cotton on the eighteenth of february in columbia answer no sir it was already burnt question no i beg to differ with you on that point answer it was either all burnt or burning there was no necessity for giving any orders i gave no orders for burning cotton down there 
question if cotton had been found in columbia and they had burnt it they would have done exactly right answer yes sir i would have assumed the responsibility by mr wells question before or at the time you commenced your march inland from beaufort you had given general orders for the burning and destruction of all cotton on your line of march wherever found in public or private buildings answer no such orders were given question what were your orders answer my orders i delegated to corps commanders the orders communicated to the army are dated headquarters military division of the mississippi in the field kingston georgia november nine eighteen sixty four special orders number one twenty that order provides for the organization of the army into two wings right and left paragraphs four five and six of the order cover i suppose all the points of your inquiry and i will just read such and make them a part of my testimony the witness then read as follows quote, four the army will forage liberally in the country during the march to this end each brigade commander will organize a good and sufficient foraging party under the command of one or more discreet officers who will gather near the route travelled corn or forage of any kind meat of any kind vegetables cornmeal or whatever is needed by the command aiming at all times to keep in the wagons at least ten days provisions for the command and three days forage soldiers must not enter the dwellings of the inhabitants or commit any trespass but during a halt or a camp they may be permitted to gather turnips potatoes and other vegetables and to drive in stock inside of their camp to regular foraging parties must be entrusted the gathering of provisions and forage at any distance from the road travelled to army corps commanders alone is entrusted the power to destroy mills houses cotton gins etc and for them this general principle is laid down in districts and neighbourhoods where the army is unmolested no destruction of such property should be permitted but should guerillas or bushwhackers molest our march or should the inhabitants burn bridges obstruct roads or otherwise manifest local hostility then army commanders should order and enforce a devastation more or less relentless according to the measure of such hostility End quote. Quote six as for horses mules wagons and so forth belonging to the inhabitants the cavalry and artillery may appropriate freely and without limits discriminating however between the rich who are usually hostile and the poor or industrious usually neutral or friendly foraging parties may also take mules or horses to replace the jaded animals of their trains or to serve as pack mules for the regiments or brigades in all foraging of whatever kind the parties engaged will refrain from abusive or threatening language and may where the officer in command thinks proper give written certificates of the facts but no receipts and they will endeavour to leave with each family a reasonable portion for their maintenance there were no positive orders for the burning of cotton but we regarded it usually as the means which enabled the confederate government to keep up the war therefore we regarded it as a thing to be destroyed and generally speaking it was so destroyed by mr walker question the practical working of the campaign then was the entire destruction of all cotton along the line of march Answer 
we never went out of the way to search for it whenever we encountered it we destroyed it there were a great many exceptions where personal appeals were made to me and other corps commanders and the cotton was spared there was always some good reason for so doing i remember in milledgeville telling general slocum who commanded the place that he might exercise discretion and he did spare the cotton and spared some mills question you are aware i presume of the destruction of cotton as you advanced and you issued no order to restrain answer i left it to the army commanders question to your personal knowledge there was no punishment meted out or orders issued by commanders restraining the destruction of cotton answer no sir question and you considered it a meritorious work on the part of the army and a decidedly advantageous work to the progress of the campaign and to the advancement of the interest of the united states government in the suppression of the rebellion to destroy this cotton answer yes sir i looked upon it as a very obnoxious thing as a thing which had prolonged the war and therefore ought to be destroyed it furnished the enemy with the sinews of war namely money there was a party of englishmen and other foreigners scattered through the country who were buying this cotton and paying for it in bills of exchange on london and other places which could be easily converted into powder and into shot and into arms which were run in by a system of blockade runners that eluded our blockading fleets question at the time of the fall of columbia were not the ports of savannah charleston wilmington in fact all the leading ports of entry in the southern states absolutely sealed to blockade runners answer they were not savannah was but charleston and wilmington were not question were not charleston and wilmington practically sealed answer they were not question in your direct examination you have testified that in your march from beaufort it was your purpose to cut off the railroad at midway and at blackville and that you effectually did so answer we did that effectually question that action severed communication between the interior and charleston answer no sir between augusta and charleston charleston had still other means one going to columbia which passed east of the adisto and the road which branches off and went up by the way of florence there were two roads other than this road that i cut at blackville question you say that you considered it a matter of necessity to destroy the cotton because it destroyed the sinews of war didn't the destruction of this network of railroads in the interior practically prevent the shipment to the sea-coast of all this cotton stored in the interior answer no sir they could haul it to the end of the railroad at the point where we let it remain question do you not believe that the commissioned officers of the army understood that this destruction of cotton was approved at headquarters and that they acted and may have acted at columbia upon that general understanding answer yes sir they may have acted under that general understanding in columbia question and there were for instance captains with the detachments from their companies lieutenants and other commissioned officers who had been accustomed to the destruction of property who under the general recognition of the right of destruction as a part of the campaign might have acted on the night of the seventeenth under that general feeling and under that answer not inside of columbia because there was a distinct command with the commanding officer designated 
captains and lieutenants could not have had the command inside of columbia no lawful destruction could have taken place without the approval of the commanding officer of the place general woods a commanding officer of a detachment sent away from the main body who has nobody in his presence or near him superior to himself necessarily acts upon his own authority but if a superior officer is near him he is obliged to have his orders question if a detachment under the command of an officer were to approach a building and the officer in command fire the cotton would it not be presumed that the officer was acting under authority that is if the officer should write up and in a formal official manner order his men to burn the cotton answer if he is an officer in charge of the party and that is a detachment from the main body yes question i mean inside columbia if an officer had rode up to the storehouse with a detachment of twelve men and said set fire to that cotton it is to be presumed that the officer had authority isn't it answer oh nothing of that kind occurred because the cotton would have had to be rolled out and burned question he might have ordered it rolled out and burned answer yes sir question that is what was done answer he had a right to do that by mr wells question how large a force did you throw into columbia answer i suppose the fifteenth corps then mustered about fifteen thousand men question for what purpose did you throw so large a body of men in there knowing this hostile feeling that existed answer because of the road leading through it the road leading out towards camden when you go through a town you go through and camp the men outside question camden was not in the plan of the campaign for this division answer no sir but you see wade hampton retreated on that road and we followed him he retreated in that direction then again of course the troops on the outside of the town covered it from river to river the seventeenth corps at the northeast and the other at the southeast question how do you account for the fire from that burning cotton in the streets at eleven o'clock in the forenoon remaining smothered and with a high wind blowing as you have testified to for so many hours and not causing any destruction until after nightfall answer the motive we had in extinguishing the fire in that particular pile of cotton was to enable the trains belonging to the fifteenth corps which had to go by that road to pass in comparative safety as soon as the train had passed and gone on to camp the fire was allowed to burn we had no further interest in protecting it question in other words knowing the existence of this high wind and knowing the disastrous effects which would result from a fire you had no interest in protecting this cotton extinguishing the fire in the bales and thus preventing the destruction of the city answer we had no reason to apprehend the large fire that subsequently broke out i said we had no interest in protecting this particular cotton it was pretty well burned down burned down into a smouldering pile i did not give it any personal attention i do not think i looked back i walked through the town a great deal that afternoon but i do not think i went back to that burning district there were so many rowdies down there so many negroes and others hallooing and yelling that i did not care to mingle with them and did not i remember walking about in the suburbs i did not go to that point again 
question if a detachment of soldiers under commissioned officers such as captains lieutenants and other commissioned officers had been discovered burning cotton in warehouses in columbia on that night would they have been punished answer yes sir if a captain or a lieutenant had on undertaking the destruction of cotton burnt it inside of a dwelling it would have been considered a very foolish piece of behaviour i can hardly conceive of such a case because cotton is usually rolled out into the street and burned there question but inside of a warehouse answer i suppose there would be no objection to burning cotton inside of one of those large yards but of course not in a shed or inflammable building but the working parties were not engaged then we did our work of destruction in columbia in broad daylight and not at night question hadn't the motive for the destruction of cotton in the progress of the war for the overcoming of the rebellion been in a considerable degree exhausted by the time you had reached columbia answer oh no not by any means it was then on its death struggle question did you know whether there had been any grave doubts on the part of your corps commanders with reference to the impropriety of the continuous destruction of cotton and similar property answer if they entertained any such they never manifested it to me by word or deed counsel for the united states objects to the lines of inquiry because general sherman the commander-in-chief of the army that marched through south carolina was sole judge of what it was proper and right to destroy his officers were bound to obey his orders mr wells desires to have it stated in reply that the witness was not commander-in-chief of the armies the president of the united states being such and that he was subject to the orders of his superior by mr walker question the fifteenth corps were noted for their ability to twist railroad iron were they not answer very well trained in it question after they had undertaken the twisting of railroad iron it was not worth much answer except for old iron it was not fit for railroads any more question did you have any control of all connection between columbia and charleston at the time of your entrance into columbia answer i think the charleston road goes to branchville and then on to orangeburg when we went into columbia we controlled roads leading back from columbia into charleston question all local roads answer not local roads but railroads question you were in command of savannah were you not answer yes sir question you say that when you started from beaufort you did not expect to attack charleston answer no sir i did not question you considered it probable that charleston would be evacuated answer i considered if it was not i would capture the whole garrison but i thought hardy was too smart to allow me to do that question when you reached columbia you were sure charleston was a dead cock in the pit answer yes sir played out as the soldiers used to say question you considered charleston yours answer yes sir testimony as to matters outside of columbia question when you left columbia you placed your army between columbia and wilmington answer yes sir question therefore parties in columbia could not communicate with wilmington answer they could have communicated by courier that is all question what i mean to say is that large transportation wagons could not have traveled between columbia and wilmington answer oh no sir 
question i understand you to say that you considered wilmington as pretty much in the same box as charleston answer i considered it would become so as soon as i could cross cape fear river at fayetteville question had you any doubt about crossing cape fear river answer not a particle question you are confident as i understand you that savannah charleston beaufort georgetown and wilmington were in your hands answer would come into my hands before i was done with them i took them in the rear question you say also that at the time you reached columbia you knew that savannah beaufort and charleston were practically in your hands and that communication between columbia and wilmington was cut off by your army intervening it answer savannah and beaufort were in my possession charleston was not nor was wilmington when we entered columbia but i considered the steps i was then taking would certainly result in the capture of both charleston and wilmington question did you not consider when you reached columbia that charleston was practically dead answer yes sir so far as any army could make it so question did you station any garrison along your march answer not one i did not leave a wounded man on the road i took every man right along question is there any other port than those you have enumerated with which columbia could have communicated answer bull's bay and georgetown were open at the mouth of the santees question do you not know that bull's bay is a large open space where your fleet could have gone in at any time unprotected and that no large amount of cotton could have been shipped therefrom answer we could have gone into bull's bay at that time if we had chosen and to georgetown too i suppose we could have taken them if we had seen proper to spend time enough question i am not talking about taking them but you could have sailed in and taken a large number of vessels answer yes sir wilmington i suppose was the most important point for the blockade runners one blockade runner came into savannah after we got possession the fellow woke up and saw our flag and did not know what to make of it question just describe the state of the railroads that you met with in south carolina were there many answer the roads there were well defined the road from charleston to augusta where it comes to branchville branches off to columbia and up to augusta and at another point it branches off question let me limit my question there was one road that passed along the congaree and broad rivers which went up to alston and did not go any further that is only a few miles above columbia i think twelve or eighteen miles to the northwest right up the valley of the broad river the other one is east of the town and goes to charlotte and up to answer we followed that road to gwinsboro in fact we followed it up to a place called chester that is some of my infantry went to chester but i turned the head of my columns to the right and went to rocky mount to that river east i forget the name of it it is about fifty or sixty miles above columbia question did your fifteenth corps twist the rails answer yes sir all the way up to winsboro then i turned off to the right question that road then was pretty well twisted answer yes sir question now take the only other road that i know of at that time from columbia to charleston answer that was on the big road we only destroyed that from orangeburg up to where it crossed the santee i suppose within about twelve or eighteen miles 
that is between orangeburg and the crossing of the river i think it was the santee one branch of it was the congaree question you know no other road out of columbia answer none excepting those two one to charlotte and one goes up the river to alston i believe question were not those roads practically closed when columbia passed into your hands answer yes sir practically closed when i left columbia redirect by mr worthington question on the seventeenth and eighteenth of february eighteen sixty five who was empowered to order the destruction of cotton or other property in columbia answer first myself and next the commanders of the two wings howard and slocum next the commanders of the four corps then the commanding officer of any detachment sent out from the main body to whom was committed the destruction of any property from the necessity of the case question i meant to limit my question to property in the city of columbia answer first myself then general howard general logan and general charles r woods no one else question if soldiers or subordinate officers without orders from those you have named destroyed property in columbia on the night of the seventeenth february it was unauthorized answer yes sir i do not think it was done except by detachments sent out for the purpose with orders question you have stated that you now feel a personal responsibility in regard to this matter did you feel that personal responsibility on the night of the seventeenth of february when you first saw on the wall of your room the light of the fire answer i did question what effect had it on you then and during the rest of the night answer to do my duty to prevent the extension of that fire so as not to disturb the families of people living in columbia the quiet inhabitants of the place and to prevent the usual clamor where a city was burnt as in pennsylvania w t sherman general i james o clefan united states commissioner for the district of columbia do hereby certify that at the request of counsel for the united states i caused the above-mentioned william t sherman deponent in the foregoing deposition to come before me at the time and place in the caption mentioned that said deponent was by me sworn to tell the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth that said deposition was reduced to writing by me and was carefully read to or by deponent before being signed by him and deponent then and there in my presence subscribed the same and i further certify that i have no interest direct or indirect in the claim to which the above deposition relates and am not the agent or attorney of any person having any interest therein witness my hand at the city of washington d c this eleventh day of december eighteen seventy two james o clefane mr walker desires to have it noted that the testimony taken in egypt a printed copy of which has been submitted by the council of the united states in this case was not read on the examination nor referred to in any way for the information of the claimant's attorneys beyond the simple statement that it was filed in a certain case and the handing of a copy to one of the attorneys without his having any opportunity to examine it unless he undertook to do so while the examination was progressing james o clefane united states 
commissioner end of part six end of who burnt columbia by augustin t smith 